Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. There's this thing on, one, two, my check, one, two, all right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. I feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story Welcome before. to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday <laughs> on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Party of Hit. No, let me stop by Zach. <laughs> let me stop by Zach impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep that in. I do have a take. Let's open up with a joke. Uh, what do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. <laughs> That's it. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. The Bucks stopped here. Where is Joel Embiid? WrestleMania by the Bay. Suns run despite the refs. And a tale of two Jacksons. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. Me amo Zach. Jade Hoy. SL Productor. Vamos. In this corner. The long metal legend, the Kingpin from Bean Town, who calls. I did it with the. I don't know. What do we have? Babel sponsorship? I did it with Babel. Uh, the Kingpin from Bean Town, who calls it like he sees it and often calls it before he sees it and sometimes sees it like he calls it. In his heyday, he liked a hot box because he always wanted all the smoke. That's exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, You come at the king, you best not miss. He is the one and only Jay King. Jay, have you ever had an injury worse than a broken elbow? I, I don't get hurt. I'm, I'm invincible. Uh, so, no. But I, I also want to state for the record that I I am honestly a little embarrassed that I'm on a podcast with you now that the, the greatest player of this generation, one of the two greatest players ever, has labeled you a basketball dweeb. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant didn't say that. Nope. LeBron did, though. Oh, I you think you got to make the playoffs if you want to talk. Uh, a John you know Morant MIP voting dweeb. Yeah, you know what? If LeBron plays even mediocre defense next year, he's getting my most improved vote because that's how bad he was defensively this year. Me, I'm how a real that? basketball brain like like LeBron. Yeah, well, we're both out of the playoffs, so there you go. <laughs> and in this corner, Bay Area legend. The stitching to the glove, the parent to the J-Kid. He puts the awe in B-Shaw. He writes the hook for Hook Mitchell. He puts the ill in Lillard. It's the three-time author of Bay Area and NBA basketball. He even created a rap group called A Scribe Called Quest. You can mark us down as all fans of the legends. The one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, who you better call? Saul or Ghostbusters? Saul. Dylan Brooks is going to need Saul when he steps into the Bay. He wow. better watch out because Gary Payton. Wow. Gary Payton Sr. got some connections out here still. Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. go that way. He sure does. Antonio Davis going to roll up on him. Jake. Yep. <laughs> yep. Going to miss with the wrong Hook Mitchell, baby. Watch out for Detlef Shrimp, yeah. my, my friend. <laughs> think Hersey Hawkins is just waiting, doing nothing? No, he stays ready. That's exactly what's happening. 
All right. I think that fulfills the banter. Jade, start the clock. Take one. The Bucks stopped here. Did Boston figure out the Milwaukee Bucks? Quote, that was Celtics basketball. How you respond is everything. And what you're made of comes to light in those moments. So um, you got to see what the Celtics was about tonight. And, and I'm proud of our group, but we got to get ready for the next one because um, it's going to be a dogfight. I expect nothing less. And it should be fun. Said after their pivotal game to win over the reigning champs, 109-86 to even up their second round series 1-1 as the two teams head to Milwaukee for game three. Boston's defense was solid enough in game one, but their offense was kind of a mess. Turnovers, missing passes, turning down good shots, not playing physical enough. All problems in game one. In game two, the 2022 Celtics showed up big time. Jade! Yeah, that was the thing that we really talked about in game one where you know, we've been a bigger physical team all year and uh, didn't love how we didn't react to them being physical, picking up full court and some of those things and took us out of our set. So uh, we adjusted well. We learned some things from game one and it felt like we knew we didn't, we didn't react accordingly to the way they were playing. So uh, two big teams, but we haven't kind of been out muscled like that all year and I think our guys took, took pride in that took that to heart and we knew we'd come out with the right effort tonight. Meanwhile the Milwaukee Bucks who looked downright unbeatable in game one were anything but in game two Giannis was terrible in the first half and even without defensive player of the year Marcus Smart the Celtics won the game with their early defense Grant Williams and Al Horford in particular stood out as they formed a wall around the rim and bodied Giannis throughout Jade Toca esa cinta. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit them. You know, this is what basketball is about. You know, you're going to make shots, you're going to miss shots. Being human is about feeling emotions. Sometimes you're going to be frustrated, sometimes you're going to be happy. But at the end of the day, like you play basketball to make the right plays, make good decisions, find your teammates, make plays. That's why you, that's why you play basketball. I go home. Eat somehow, no, watch some no, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever. Play with my kids, you know, get some uh, shots up, practice, watch film, uh, and get ready for game three. Like, you know what the deal is. Marcus! Just trusting that Jade translated all that correctly, by the way. Marcus! The Celtics figured out the Bucks. Oh, it shows him. <laughs> and everyone's going to get it on May 6th, which is the best part. I know. It's like coming out late May 5th. It may be May 6th. We don't know. We don't know what Jade's schedule is going gonna, is gonna to allow the rest of the day. He's a busy guy. Say, stay mile. <laughs> all I know Marcus, is. Marcus, I don't even remember what all, I asked you. The Celtics figure out the Bucks. All I know is Tango Air Albano. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. I'll be back. Yeah, I don't know what I said. Come on, man. Something about the bathroom. You need the bathroom. No, they did not figure out the Bucks. They played a great game. And this is what the playoffs are. They they were excellent. You know, did they figure out how to make Drew Holiday shoot seven for 20 and one for six for three? Or is just that Mm. what Drew Holiday does from time to time, right? Mm. I do feel like these are two great teams, two championship-worthy teams. Uh, if the answer is lose game one and have the Bucks play a little bit less urgent, then yeah, that, that's how you figure out. But I do feel like when they go to Milwaukee, you'll get some adjustments from Giannis. Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. some of these uh, 
role players will make some shots again, but I just think Boston's great. So I don't think they figured anything out. I think they just played better in that sense. The Bucks' physicality just dominated game one, and, and the Celtics didn't handle that at all. They got trapped into taking all the shots that Milwaukee wanted them to take. So I thought they just did a better job of handling that in game two. The the ball movement, the paint touches, like refusing to settle for the most part for those contested layups that the Bucks really, really force you into bad percentages on. And then, you know, I thought I thought they were better at handling the full court pressure, which took them out of everything in game one. The, the thing to me that's really been most impressive for the Celtics is this whole series, their half-court defense has just been amazing. And and they've held Giannis to two inefficient nights. Game two, they, they did that while also limiting the guys around him. Milwaukee took eight threes in the first half. They took 18 threes overall. They went three for 18 from behind the arc. And I think that that that's where the absence of Chris Middleton really showed is that outside of Giannis, they have nobody who can puncture a defense. And if the Celtics are going to play him one-on-one and and not send doubles and and do a pretty good job on him anyway then they're going to be able to i think to do a decent job of taking out the other guys do you know there there's there's celtics fans who think marcus smart is a better player than drew holiday i got that a lot the other day because i called drew i was like drew holiday's as good as as anything as marcus smart does he's a better player and like celtics fans, oh that's a clown opinion and stuff and i'm just like have you seen drew holiday He's so important to what the Bucks do. Yeah, Drew, Drew Holiday, very good. Drew's and it doesn't mean Marcus champion. Smart isn't good. Yeah. yeah, right. Drew, like Drew, is just amazing. You can't always tell off this, but it's why he makes like double what Marcus Smart does. And you know, like to me, the point of this series is is Drew Holiday with no Middleton. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it. Like they just can't. They need all those guys. They need somebody else to score. Uh, and, and Drew getting, 20, what is he getting, 19 points on 20 shots or something like that? Like that's, they yeah, just need that's more a, than yeah. that. And they they didn't have it in game two. Uh, now, if somehow Boston keeps, it's not impossible to keep him down. But if Pat Connaughton is your second best player in any game, it's it's a, it's probably a wrap for tough Milwaukee. <laughs> Don't disrespect yeah. Bobby Portis like that. <laughs> no, he's he's great. What's he just funny? wasn't good in this game. I mean, he, he, I mean, he got seven wh- shots, but he needed more. They waved the white flag and Serge Ibaka came in. I was like, really? Serge Ibaka is white flag territory, huh? That's what oh, we are oh, with. He, with the, he, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, he's lucky he's white flag territory at this point <laughs> in his career. But, but I, I, honestly, he's like. He's got onto the court. That's what he's going to do. To me, what, what's going to decide this series? I think this is. I think this is going to be a long, long series. Um, but if Middleton doesn't come back, what's going to decide this series is the transition part of it. If right. the Celtics can have good possessions and get back on defense and limit the easy ones for Milwaukee, it's just going to be really tough for the Bucks to score, I think, in the half court with only Giannis and Drew as creators. Like, that's just really tough. Uh, so... But transition, like good luck handling those dudes in transition, especially if you turn the ball over, especially if you take bad shots. There's mm-hmm. so much on the Celtics to be patient and 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 get a lot out of out of every possession in this series. Yeah. By the way, there was a, I'll piss off both fan bases after I made that comment about Celtics fans and Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday. Uh, there was Grayson Allen touching Earth when Jalen Brown dropped him. The better part I, was when Grayson Allen got tripped. That was <laughs> that was great that too. Was great, but, yes. There was, 
Bucks fans like he got pushed. I was like, don't ever. You're never. You never need to be such a big fan of a team that you will defend Grayson Allen. But also, I never he was pushed. They don't ever. Like the weakest refrain. Also, who cares? Yeah. He Middle got dropped. Matter, yeah. He hit the ground. He hit the bucket. That's what it is. Milwaukee fans are big on clipping plays and being like, oh, this was a dirty play from so and so X. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I never knew that about Bucks fans, but there, there's a lot of pretending that there's dirty plays out there from those guys. Yeah. And I yet, appreciate it. Grayson Allen jerseys. They exist. But how how good is... Hold on. I got to just stop and just... Giannis, man, he's so freaking... Even when he's bad, he just impresses the hell yeah, out of Yeah, even me. when he's bad, he's good, right? Like, like, he, he just keeps coming. He just that's, keeps that's coming. That's the ultimate test, right? To me, this is like... If you're a Boston, you know, those guys, uh, you know, I, I know I got one all the smoke in my head because of the series that I'm covering, but this, I, you know, Boston ain't backing down, but I mean, what a barometer mm-hmm. that is. Like, you got to be Giannis to win it. You know, like, you mm-hmm. know, this dude is never going to stop. You know, he's going to come at you. So you never. beat that dude. If you win that series, you know, you, you've earned the road to a title. That dude is not going to end, bro. He's just going to keep coming r- ridiculously. Absolutely. The relentlessness yeah. is crazy. The conditioning level to do it at his size is just insane. Every time I watch him, I'm just like, what the hell? This dude is not real. He should have been MIP, actually, now when you think about it. <laughs> now nah, he got worse real this year, Real basketball actually. brains. No, no, he, 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 got worse this, right he, he actually got worse this year, but you guys wouldn't know that because you don't watch anybody outside the teams you cover. All right, take two. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are pleased to be joined by the big man himself, Joel Embiid. How many stitches you get, man? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think you broke my face. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I think you might have broken my face, bro. It's all good. It's the playoffs. We need to <laughs> on Wednesday night, the Miami Heat took a 2-0 series lead as they defeated the 76ers 119-103. Bam out of bio scored 23 points. Jimmy Butler had 22 and 12 to defeat a Joel Embiidless 76ers team that continues to head south, so to speak. They've now lost four of their last five in the playoffs. No, not good news for Philly as Miami has won their last 18 playoff series when going up 2-0. Part of that might have something to do with having LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh at one point. So it's Wade's house, LeBron's kingdom, and Bosh's pit, baby.
this is um, the way we're gonna challenge each other to get better. This right? is Once this is this started. is surpasses a I mean, dream come easy. true. I mean, but we also know you three kings came down here to win championships, not one championship. The question going into Friday will revolve around whether Embiid could be ready for game three. The league scoring champion and MVP finalist is recovering from an orbital fracture and concussion and has not surprisingly been big time missed by the 76ers. Doc Rivers did not sound optimistic about the possibility of Embiid being ready. However, Jade, play that tape. I really don't know. I, I honestly, uh, we've, we talked yesterday. We talked today, you know, new generation FaceTime. I don't know why he FaceTime, but, um, he, he looked good as far as talking, but there's no, um, he's got, he's got so many steps to go through. Uh, I don't think he's cleared any of them right now. So, uh, we just have to wait and see. It wasn't just the absence of Embiid though, that hurt Philadelphia. The 76ers were terrible. Terrible from three-point range, shooting eight of 30 in game two. They're now 14 of 64 from deep in the series. And James Harden has been very mediocre. Jade played that tape. James, did you feel like the uh, flow of the offense was maybe a little bit better, a little bit more crisp in game two as compared to game one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we still got really good looks, man. Um, we got to the paint. We, we, we had some really good possessions offensively um, at times. I think, you know, we only had... Well, eight turnovers, so that's, that's a really good game. Um, you know, we make shots, and like I said, it's, it's a different ball game. You know, they, we put more pressure on, on, their, on their shots, their offensive end. They, they, you know, they feel the pressure a little bit more. I feel like we never really got to that. Um, and as a result of that, you know, we, we feel like we're clawing and trying to come back uh, the entire game, which is very difficult to win. Jay, even if Embiid makes it back for game three, do you think that Philly has a chance of getting back into the series? No, I I don't. Even like if Embiid is like 75% of what he is. No, because he has to be great for them. And and James Harden at this level just isn't good enough as a second guy. Mm. He's just, I, I just, I don't trust them to beat a heat defense that has so many big, physical, sturdy dudes and can shut you down in so many different ways and can test you over and over and over again. I just don't see them winning four out of five, even with Embiid back, if he does come back. Uh, and I, I actually, I feel bad for Doc Rivers, man. Like, like Doc Rivers, this dude is taking heat because he's not starting Paul Reed. He's taking heat because he's not putting George Niang at center against Bam Adebayo more often. Like he he's taking now, heat. Now why is he taking the heat? Now why does why does he have to make those decisions, Jay? Is there something happened? Yes, because Joel Embiid is out and him coming back. Oh, was, Joel well, Embiid. Why is, why, wait, why is Joel out. Embiid why is Joel Embiid out? He took a crazy, crazy elbow. Oh, probably that in the throes like of like a <laughs> super close game, right? Like just right there and I didn't know where you were going with that for a while. Oh, you got no. me with that. Well done. For a dweeb, that was pretty good. <laughs> But yeah, you know uh, what? You know how you you know how you spell dweeb with a web. That's what you got caught in there. They just don't have enough options. Like Spolstra, he just has options. He's got Duncan Robinson, who's not even over there playing. Right. And yeah. and meanwhile, <laughs> it's like Niang, Danny Green, like all the guys the the Sixers use to space the court. Like they're not gonna make shots consistently. I don't trust them to make shots consistently. So I think Spolstra just has a lot more options in this series, even if Embiid comes back. 
Marcus, what do you think? If Embiid, let's say Embiid comes back game three, he's like 75% of what he is. That means no more DeAndre Jordan on the floor. Do you think that the the Sixers get back into this? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> wow, you got, man, how am I the heat culture guy? And I'm like, yeah, of course that would be better for them. Of course they're going to get back in the series if they have some version of Embiid. And you guys are like, nah. Listen, listen. The problem here's where it helps, but I think the gap is just just too far. They're they're fourteen for sixty four from three in the series. So mm-hmm. having MB, you figure maybe you get some cleaner looks, right? Some inside out, yeah. Or even MB shooting some threes, he probably jack up most of them because he don't want to go in and get his eye broken again. But right. that, I mean, you, you you probably go from you know terrible three point shooting. To okay, solid three point shooting. I don't see MB turning them into 15 threes, 16 threes, you know, and that's what they'll need. They will literally need that to beat the Heat. Yeah. So to me, the gap of how they have to play is just too far. And I, and I think the, the big issue is for some reason, whatever it is, Harden has gotten to Philadelphia and really downshifted a gear, right? He, he, he hasn't taken 20 shots since he's been there. He, his usage rate just dramatically has dropped. He's down below 25, which when has hard never been done. I just don't think he has it in him to take over. He needs somebody to be A1, mm. and he could be the A2. He really needs to be A3. He needs to be three, right? Because right. he wants two of those guys. If you got the second best defender on him, he's just not as aggressive as he used to be. He's not getting the foul calls. And he's one of the guys they need to kind of take over. Like, what problems does Philly present? to that Miami defense. Like they, they're not that intimidated. Well, by without it. Joel Embiid. Yeah. There's I mean, not, yeah, I mean, it's just like, even if you Tyrese add, Maxey's fast. <laughs> they got fast <laughs> guys. So my, like, that's what I'm saying. Miami just has guys to just keep throwing at people. Right. Yeah. So I just, the, the, the bridge is too far. Like a healthy Embiid. I would have thought I'm, Miami would have won this series. Right. Like now you, where would Tyler right. hero be? He comes off the bench for Miami. Where would he be on best players in, on Philadelphia right now when Joel Embiid's out. He'd be fourth. Fourth? Who's the first three? Like, like best players, like Tobias is better than is better than him at as a basketball? player. Yes. At this stage of his career? Yes. Guys, the, Tobias has actually not been the problem in this series. The problem no, is yes. James Harden sucks. Like that's like he's not good anymore. Tyrese Maxey is better than Tyler Hero. Don't you think? There, I, when I, he's, similar. Or as good, I guess. Similar, okay, so maybe yeah. he's. Uh, do you guys think he'd be the best player on the on the Sixers at this point? <laughs> he'd be close. He'd be Are too you close. Your is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he's the best, but he's is this too a close. Freaky Friday situation he's where like I, you guys are now Heat culture and I'm not. I wrote I wrote last night that the without Kyle Lowry the Heat are still going nine deep. They still run nine deep, and the Sixers run four deep right now. I, the Sixers can't even. The Sixers can't even get a five man lineup in. I'll give that you. Makes sense. I'll give you this, Zach. With Philly, he wouldn't have as much protection, and it, life would be rougher for him, right? Like the way it is now, you can like he can punish defenses because Miami just got weapons, right? Like, but if he's on Philly, you know yeah. you can kind of load up on him more. But I yeah. mean, I don't know about fourth, bro. Like the 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 threat right. he poses is greater than Tobias Harris. I think Tobias is one of those people. Like, man, go ahead and get your twenty five. I think I think if they had a point guard who knew how to set people up right now and could actually like get past his defender at the initial point of defense, then I think Tobias would be a lot more 
uh, usable. And even then, he's been he's been pretty good through the first two games. It's just they're playing DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed at center. Yeah. Like Mat- that's, Matisse that's Thibault what it plays is. twenty minutes, doesn't even take a shot. You don't <laughs> like, want him taking a shot though. That's a good thing. That's you don't, I know. You don't want I'm, him, don't I'm want just saying. Yeah, they, just, they got they they run four deep right now, and one of those four, Danny Green went one for nine in game in uh, in game two. Uh, but let's move on to the Bay Area. Take three. Let the bodies hit the floor. We got some breaking. Well, it's not breaking by the time you listen to this, but it's breaking while we were recording this. Out West, a basketball game broke out during WrestleMania 40 between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. And an ode to the Illuminati, John Morant only needed one good eye to match his playoff career high of 47 points. And even their series, even up their series with the Warriors, 1-1. With a 106-101 victory, Morant added eight assists and eight rebounds in the victory. And this from the random stat you need to know about department. Ja joined LeBron James and Kobe Bryant as the only players with multiple 45-point games and playoffs before turning 23 years old. So it's pretty fucking improved to me, Jay. I still can't see, Morant Dwee. said when asked about his vision after the game. Jay, toca la cinta. Myself with, you know, missing that layup. In game one, um, had some, you know, friendly words with Steph. Uh, you know, after game one, he came to me and Jaron and said, it's going to be a battle. You know, we're going to have some fun. And Jarvis and Jeff. right here. Um, so you were in the game and everything was going your way because it had to. And do, do you really even think about that when, you know, the clock's down and you have to make a play? I mean, what is going through your mind when, when you're in those situations? And go get a bucket. <laughs> it's pretty much that, you know. So, so, so Joe, back, back to your eye. You scored the last 15 points. Were you seeing okay as you were seeing those last 15 no. points? Honestly, no. no. But would you aim in the middle or would you? How did you? I got another good eye over here. <laughs> 2020 vision right here. So. And then what exactly like did I. what exactly did you say to Steph when you were walking off? We gonna have some fun. We gonna have some fun. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson combined to shoot 5 for 23 from 3, 16 of 44 overall. Most of them were good looks. Clay decisions were questionable. Some completely wide open. More like the Brick Brothers, am I right? All that said, the big story from the game was Gary Payton second, getting injured by Dylan Brooks, who has since been suspended for game three. He was ejected with a flagrant two. Payton will be sidelined at least two weeks. Uh, reports have been as many as three to five weeks. Following the game, Steve Kerr said that Brooks broke the code between NBA players. Jade, let's play that tape. You know, playoff basketball is going to, it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow um, where you, you never put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy by taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head and ultimately fracturing Gary's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years trying to make it in this league, um, finally found a home. Just, you know, playing his butt off this year um, in the playoffs. You know, this should be the time of, of his life. And uh guy comes in and 
whacks him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. Draymond Green, who got ejected from game one, had to leave game two after getting elbowed in the head by Xavier Tillman. Green kept it classy by double burden up the Grizzlies fans while walking to the locker room, which just cost him $25,000. Marcus, did the Grizzlies kill two birds? Draymond Green with one stone, that stone being John Morant, of course. What say you? Three, three, three birds, right? They got Dylan Brooks out of the lineup. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a help for him too. I, if, I, if I'm, I don't know. Steve Kerr probably want a second guess. I will that, not stand that for that. Hey guys, I don't know if we need to suspend I, I feel Dylan like this Brooks. Is I was just upset with this. Where the Warriors wishes this was the NFL and they could get the right to decline the penalty because mm-hmm. if they want Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. on the court. Yeah, I, of course Dylan they Brooks, do. Uh, you guys are wrong on Dylan Brooks. Not man. in this series, we aren't. <laughs> not not. This, in this is not series. the series not for Dylan Brooks. Series, you can you can get away with that shit against the Wolves. This is not the Wolves. I look forward to Dylan Brooks's moment later on in, in the game series. four absolutely not nah, uh, mm, yeah so so do the Warriors it feels it, this this series is so weird right it feels like Memphis has the upper edge even though the Warriors took one at home at home right but the problem is we've seen Memphis go into chase center and win like we've watched it happen and they've got this idea, and it's unbelievable too. Uh, job makes everything against the Warriors. Like <laughs> you can watch him against Minnesota, you watch him, like, yeah. but as soon as he plays the Warriors, like the the data and analytics don't matter, and they're they're determined. They're saying, "Look, man, go ahead, take all them shots," and he just keeps making them. And then when they're like, "All right, that's enough," press up on them, they essentially give him the first step, right? So yeah. they're kind of in this betwixt. They don't have anybody who can guard them, but it's it's so weird. Like the dude just doesn't miss against the Warriors. Like he's not this type of shooter, but. He's got nine he's threes in. in two games. He's got he's got yeah. more threes than Steph and Clay in, in two games. <laughs> so if, if he's gonna shoot like that, it they they can still a game. They can win a game. We do know that they can win a game at Chase Center, but uh, the Warriors just can't shoot the rock. And, and I'm not. I hate when people do this. Right? It's like oh they 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 just didn't make shots. They not they didn't just didn't make shots. Right? It's not like this. It just kind of happened. The, Steph missed the rim on a three in the fourth yeah, quarter. There's a, there's a, there's a, like a, a reason they're missing the shots, and it's something Memphis is doing. They're chasing them off the line, and so they're when they rhythm, do yeah. get a look, they're all kind of like, "Oh, is this a free look?" And it's they're they're, yeah, they're they're rushing. They're not getting a good shot. So to me. If they make shots, they win the series. If the Warriors make threes, they win the series. Right now, they're being outshot from the three-point line by the Grizzlies, and it's not even close. Yeah. They've got 33-pointers in two games. So if they're going to make 15 a game, they probably win the series. But tradition, how these teams play, would say the Warriors will eventually make three-pointers, and then they'll win the series. But if if it's close, if the games are close and the ball's in Jaws' hands, it's been advantage <sighs> Grizzlies, luck. right? Like That's yeah. just the bottom they, line. They, They've got to do more to force Jai out of rhythm. It's oh, like Jay, I don't even understand. I, it, I know, I know you want to. I know you want to give him threes. I know you want to give him threes, but you can't just be laying back ten feet. And 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 when you are, a lot of the times they're doing it with guards. You know, like like doing it with small dudes who don't have the length to guard him. And I I know that that right now is a a flaw for the Warriors. Rod, like they're just really small. Um, but you got to figure out something to to get length around him, to bother him a little bit, to maybe throw some traps out there, which they didn't 
really do at all to force the ball out of his hands. They've got to do something else. Maybe maybe throw Kaminga out there, see see what he can do against Ja. Or how about the dude who would have been defensive player of the year if he didn't miss so many games, right? Like, but but the the problem with putting Draymond on him is that all the guys in help defense are then tiny, or a lot of the guys in help defense are then tiny. And so, so that looks like problem. it's mattering with Draymond to help against Ja, right? That's like, not, yeah, it's not doing true. a whole lot. He's just hanging in the air until Draymond drops. Yeah, it's right, literally, no, literally what yeah. he's doing. Like literally, what he's jumping, <laughs> waiting for everybody to land and then shooting it. It's, yeah, that's shit you can do about it. Like it's just it's 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 cash. Why, point, why is like, he? Why, so I'm, look, Zach. You know we've been talking about this MIP, and the funny part is, like Ja basically rejects the award, right? And then goes mm-hmm. out and does the the, the real no MIP like that. Like, why is if if you're Jordan Poole, you're running, you don't want to see Ja at open oh, space. Oh, at it must all. be another one of those bad months he's had this season. <laughs> Are you that kidding didn't me? Show improvement. Are you kidding? You telling me he's been bad because he can't I guard Ja? Oh, come on. Well, he I, also can't shoot. Like, he what did he do last uh, game? Uh, sorry, can you can you please look at the numbers? He, first off, he had thirty one in game one. Like, can you can you just look at the numbers? Please? What do you have in game two? What do you have in game two? Let's see. I think he shot fifty percent from the field, sir. Get it, oh, get it okay. together, get it together. Okay. Let me see what he did. Um. Uh, he had oh he had twenty points, eight of six. Well, one of six from three. So yeah, couldn't shoot. Yeah, couldn't shoot. Absolutely. Three turnovers. Three turnovers. Like, all right. As much as he handles the ball, he can't have three turnovers. Five fouls. That doesn't even make Get sense. Out of here. As much as he handles the ball, here. he can't have three turnovers. Yeah. Those are the people no, who you get can't three, have three turnovers. turnovers. The people no, who you the can't ball? have it. You can't have yeah. it when Steph's got the ball and Clay's got the ball, Draymond's got the ball. You can't then contribute three turnovers. You got to take care of the rock or guard somebody or make a three. He didn't do any of them. Is a Gary Payton absence so important? Like it it's could huge. end the Warriors no, it's season. Huge. It's humongous. He's he was the answer, and Memphis knows it too. They whenever Gary's on Ja, they don't they don't try to go at him. They get a screen to get him off of him. Uh, and the way he just makes Gary, he just makes Ja think. And the other ones, he does it. He's just like I'm about to take this guy, and it's all one thousand percent confidence. Whereas GP two, he know if he makes any mistakes, the ball snatched. So it's a huge. They don't have anybody, and it was it was mm. this bad, Zach. When uh when when we asked Steve, like, so what do you what are your plans now? Steve Kerr was like, and we just hoping for Andre Iguodala. <laughs> you know, it's like Andre is the next best option to guard him. Isn't he in traction? Was like his back is not well. No, you and they just throw announced him out today there on he'll be reevaluated in a week. So he's gonna he's not he's not playing oh, these boy. next two games. So. It's just like they don't they don't have any options. Gary was I, I the, swear, the plan. That's why he's on the team. They gotta break they're gonna have to break out more Kaminga. I think right? so too. You I can, think so too. No. Yes, just you more can. length, more athleticism. You Against gotta try something. Yes, why not? He's gonna he's gonna no, foul him out. That's in four fine. Minutes. It's better than Steph yeah. getting fouls or Jordan Poole getting fouled. See, this is the big problem. I, I was even against Gary starting on him. Ja's getting all he's gonna get the calls, he's gonna get the foul. You don't need mm. to worry about Ja one through three quarters. Where he kills the Warriors is in close games in the fourth quarter. You don't need a guy yeah. on him with fouls. You need a guy right. on him who can be aggressive and not worried about fouling out. So that's the problem. Game one, Steph got fouls on him. Jordan Poole got fouled. Like, those dudes can't be in foul trouble. Kamika's not playing down the stretch of the fourth yeah. quarter. Give him six fouls. And also, and you just like let that dude feel you. He needs to fall a few times. 
Like, knock him mm-hmm. on his butt. And Kaminga is, is a pretty big dude. He could do it a couple times. Not in the Dylan no, Brooks no. way, though. You know, not in the he, he, He's I not going to be around. He's not going to be in, in within reaching distance of Ja. I, I also feel that. like the Warriors just need to be so much sharper in transit. Like, that first half, mm. they gave Ja just a whole bunch of easy buckets that then, you know, you, you get the easy buckets and you walk into some stuff and – you're flying. It's a three on one in transition, and Clay's the only one back, and you're floating over him and stuff like that. You get you get into the fourth quarter now. All of a sudden, you got your rhythm. You got everything else versus having to fight for it in the half court every time and, yeah. and build your own rhythm. I, I thought that was a huge, huge part of the rhythm he t- he got going. Yeah, and you just can't you can't give up a fourth quarter like Jordan Poole had six points on five shots. You just can't do it. All right, take four. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Chris Paul. Basketball brains know. Mm-hmm. Where do you Maybe. finish? Me you and Bron, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you and Bron, two basketball brains that I, uh, I associate with each other. The basketball Happy brains of this generation. birthday, Chris Paul. A real basketball brain. Out in Phoenix, it was the Suns over the Mavs, 129-109 to take a 2-0 lead in their best-of-seven series. This despite a physical first half and numerous fouls called against the Suns that had fans in a tizzy. Jade, play the tape. What was our target number? 17 or 18. Eight. Oh, triple. Foul called on Aiton. Was that a hook? Oh, an elbow. And on Aiton, it's number two. He knocked away Dinwiddie. Oh, that's a, that's a, a great for sure. I don't know about that one. A screen, Dinwiddie free, a runner on. A 15-footer, and he now gives Dallas their biggest lead, 43-38 on a 10-0 run. Another foul. That's an elbow. The second half, the Suns did what they've done all season. Crushed it with DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, JaVale McGee all in foul trouble. Suns turned to CP3, and once again, Chris Paul delivered in the fourth quarter. Chris Paul, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Chris. Turns 37. Scored 14 of his 28 points in the fourth quarter. He scored or assisted on the first 19 points of the quarter. Had the sellout crowd rocking in the fourth to fuel Phoenix's offensive eruption. The Suns outscored the Mavs 40 to 26 in the fourth. They led by as many as 26. Part the Suns' offensive plan in the second half was to test Mavericks guard Luka Doncic as a defender, which they did time and time again. Chris Paul had 20-plus in the second half. Devin Booker had 20-plus in the second half. Jade, play the tape. Yep. Obviously, there was frustration throughout the first three quarters. How were you guys able to sort of channel that and not allow it to affect what you guys did in the fourth? Yeah, I mean, it's not frustration. We've, we've been here before. We've been in these situations. You know, we understand how this game of basketball works. You know, it's not always going to go your way, especially at this point of the season. Um, but finding ways to, you know, overcome that, the, the missed shots and, you know, the defensive breakdowns and, you know, don't let it linger, you know, just nip it in the bud and, you know, do what we have to do. You, as someone who, you know, can also fill it up, what impresses you the most about Chris as a scorer? Just score to score, what do you like the most about his game? Um, just, just the way he manipulates it, honestly. I remember growing up, I want to take it back to when I was five years old again, but me and my dad watching him play, and he was like, you see how he makes sure everybody's involved, and then he picks his times when he's going to take over the game. And I've just always admired, you know, the way the way he does that. Um, he's just in control at all times. You know, he's two, three steps ahead of 
whatever the other team's doing. Fun fact, there were a total of 54 fouls called in this game. The series now heads to Dallas with the hopes that Luka's Mavs can salvage the series. Jay, can Luka and the Mavs turn this thing around? Uh, Probably not. (laughs) But if they do, I think they've got to take a different approach moving forward. They cannot have Luka carrying the burden that he is offensively. This isn't like in prior years when they had nobody else to run the offense. They have Jalen Brunson now who has emerged uh, as a real threat. They have Spencer Dinwiddie now. They need to ease his burden so that he has more legs when the Suns target him repeatedly. And man, he got mutilated. I'm not sure I've ever seen a single man get tortured like that. And, and that's probably because if anyone else, if almost anyone else was getting tortured like that, coach would just be like, all right, we got to sit that guy. <laughs> but you can't sit Luca. And so so no. you leave Luca out there, and Luca is just getting dusted by everybody. Dusted. Mm-hmm. Like one move and buy him and bucket. And Donovan Mitchell-esque. But they, they did nothing. They, they, like, they just let him get attacked in isolation. Where where are the tricks to at least throw a little wrench into what the Suns are doing? And I, I get that the Suns are just kind of a machine, especially in the fourth quarter, and they move on a string, and I'm not sure anything would have worked. But they just trotted out Luka to just get <laughs> fucking spanked time after time. Well, you know what it made me think of? And obviously this isn't a fair standard to say like, hey, you know, Draymond – you know, when he's off the ball, he's like moving guys like, hey, no, don't go there because they're going to try to switch it. Like, you go over there, right? Like, you go here, you switch to this guy, and he kind of keeps things moving. As good as the Mavericks defense has been this year, Marcus, they don't have that, right? They don't have that signal caller out there. Like, it ain't Luca. I guess Spencer, <laughs> it's not Luca on defense, surprisingly. It's spe- it's like Spencer Dinwiddie or it's Dorian they Finney. Maxie, like, they don't have Maxie that guy. To step up. They don't have that guy directing traffic on defense, even though their defense is usually pretty good. And and then offensively, look, Luca was great individually, but Suns don't care if he drops 40 At as all. long as he doesn't create another 20 to 30 points on his passing. Right. And so I almost wonder if they should use Luca as the screener in a Jalen Brunson, Luca pick and roll and then seeing what they can get out of that. So uh, the strategy, like it actually makes sense, like on the surface, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. you kind of want phoenix you know essentially tiring you out that way right and somebody you know at at some point somebody's got to guard their man to stay with him right and you take you take the l you take the l it's kind of like how the words do wiggins it's like look man we're gonna put you on whoever so what if you give up a bucket just make him work and a part Mm -hmm. of the series process is we just gonna grind him down right it just can't be luca (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the sure problem can. it can't be Luca, and it can't Mm-mm. I don't know if you can do that against the Suns because they can switch between alright now let's go with Devin Booker like even if Chris Paul is yeah. like okay I'm tired let's go with Devin Booker doing it and that, they just got fresh bodies here's, to keep running want, at this dude you want the answer here's the answer Jay Crowder gets 25 shots tonight if he makes them he makes Bruh. them but Jay Crowder gets and 25 you, shots you know he's gonna miss 24 and then hit the biggest <laughs> one of the night dude. hit the big one right yeah hit the biggest I, sure that's what I hear happens so I, I get it like I feel like like, you know, maybe that was part of like Lucas saying, man, y'all saying I can't yeah. believe let's do this. But it completely means nothing if it's killing the center of your team. Right. Like they don't have anybody who can kind of mm-hmm. like they, they got to have somebody. So to me, 
that's that was nuts. Uh, what was it like? Fifty screen? They put him yeah. in. I mean, there's they, yeah. Put him in. Like you could just like, you could almost see his legs wobbling, like like a, like a fighter in the in the later rounds. Uh, after yeah. and, and honestly, he had a really exhausting first half where. He he made a ton of shots, but he had to create everything for himself, and he was going one on one. Well, does he have to? He doesn't have to. Like they kind of nah, choose too busy that. Stunting. As the, That's what he's too busy. He, so, he sort of has. He sort of has a Harden, young Harden thing, where mm-hmm. he's not great at playing off the ball, and what he does is just really, really exhausting. And and I think mm-hmm. when you see him against a team like Phoenix, where all five guys are involved, all five guys are doing things, all five guys are taking the burden off of each other, by the end of it, he's exhausted. And Chris Paul has just watched fresh. De- Devin Booker take over the third, and he's like, I'm good yeah. to go right now. I'm fresh. And by the way, to like to finish that run for the Suns, when they start like, all right, we got to take away Chris Paul. Devin Booker hit three threes to finish that run in the fourth quarter. It was like, all right. And then Mikael Bridges doesn't miss. Like, whenever. And, you know, like, what what Luka was essentially doing for the Mavs defense is what Cam Johnson is doing for Phoenix. It's like, just make that dude work. Guard him. Make it tough. He going to get buckets. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about your ego. Don't worry about being on the highlight. Don't worry about him stunting for the cameras when he make a shot. Just make that dude work and see how many games he got in him like that. But right. but but Cam Johnson isn't carrying the offense, so <laughs> well, not yet. Just wait. Just wait till he, he sees Jay Crowder get twenty five shots know, in the game. Right? Now he's, he's like, really gonna want to up that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got something else? Uh yeah. M- Mikael Bridges robbed for the defensive player of the year. I tried robbed. to tell y'all. Try to tell y'all. I guess I'm just a dweeb. Robbed, Jay. Jay. Huh? Robbed. Yeah. Look how good that Celtics defense was in the playoffs without Marcus Smart. Hmm? Defensive player of the year. Huh, interesting. All right. Speaking of coaching decisions, take five coaching carousel, a tale of two Jacksons off the court. The NBA coaching carousel never stops. It's in full swing this week with news that Mark Jackson reportedly the lead candidate for the Sacramento Kings head coaching job. This according to Jake Fisher of Bleach Report and Mark Stein over at Substack. And all this reporting is just a never ending barrage of smoke and mirrors. As I feel like we try to see just who the kid, I feel like the Kings are putting feelers out there just as, Oh, they think we're screwing this up. All right. We should go somewhere else. That's what we should do. Jackson at this stage, at least is considered the favorite because Vivek Ranadive preferred him as the candidate for the job. Meanwhile, down in LA five-time Lakers champion coach, Phil Jackson consulting the team on its own search to replace former head coach, Frank Vogel. That's per ESPN. One might ask, with the arsenal of front office people and consultants, plus LeBron James and his camp, why the hell would the Lakers need yet another voice in their search to find a coach? I believe as Bill Orm and Sam Amick told us months ago, Bill Jackson kind of involved in that uh, decision-making process in, in the Lakers organization. He's got a spotty history in some other organizational roles. <coughs> Knicks. Sorry, I was coughing while I said Knicks. Also, as you may remember, Jackson referred to LeBron's inner circle as his quote-unquote posse. James said at the time that he had nothing but respect for him as a coach before the incident, but the respect was lost. Marcus, let's start in Sacramento. Is Mark Jackson the answer? For <laughs> what's the question? The Kings. If, for the Kings. If the answer is to get them into a competitive team that could make the play in or even the playoffs. I feel like what a standard. What a I'm standard to get them in a position to make the play in tournament. I feel like he's proven he can do that. Uh, you know, the question. Mm-hmm. 
the question is like, what has Mark Jackson learned from his past then? How much is he different? Like, how is he approaching this? But I mean, it's very clear from the job he did and from the guys who kind of vouch for him. The one thing he can do is put some irrational confidence in you. And that's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like that's the kind of job for him, right? Like, a team that with no expectations kind of build them up. So if you're just looking to kind of build a foundation or something, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, if you're like, hey, build us a champion, I, I would say, hold on. Let's, you know, <laughs> there are some elements you need to have in place. And I don't know what's happening in these interviews. But, yeah, I feel like Mark Jackson, you know, most people deserve a second chance. He's not like Satan or anything. But I do feel <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> I mean, you hear people talk about it like he shouldn't even be coaching. It's like, come on, man. All these dudes are weird dudes, you know, when you get to know them. You know what I'm saying? But it seemed like he had another level to it where he had some homophobic stuff, partly because of his super religious nature. He, I don't know. I think that was attributed because people know he was super. I don't know. It was a report. I, it wasn't my report, so yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then there, there was a lot of weird stuff that but happened. I'm with there's his, a lot of people who came with. There's a lot of people who said some things that were homophobic, and they learned from it, and they grew because for, of it. For That's sure, sure, I don't know. And what that was a long time ago. Things. That was what yeah, nine yeah. years ago. So, so a lot could change from then. Um, my my thing is he he hasn't shown enough as a coach like just pure coach f- for me if i were in charge to want to give him another chance i see that's the part i don't understand like what does he need to do have a museum with his resume in it he took he's got steph curry draymond green andre Iguodala, clay Thompson, and he and lost in the first the round here. he lost in and the he first won 51 round with those guys that's and the next year they like, won 67 no 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 no, no. this is, no, this is the bullshit jay does though and he, he doesn't put any context into like how old the guys were when they were in the yeah, league and like matter. when they were Who together they lost and stuff to, right he's like he's like run tmc run one one playoff <laughs> series it's like they were together two seasons like they were all 19 years old yeah i mean he i was there so i remember the fact that the warriors won 51 games was insane and he turned them around and and he turned them even when david even when david lee was on their team he turned them into a great defense that's all story david lee thank you very much we think it doesn't matter we're just like you know dweebs online no i'm a basketball brain steph yeah you steph curry Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson are saying this dude, like built this dude made me, and, and somehow but, but, what we say on the internet carries more weight. I don't understand that on. part. Jay, those guys are advocating for him to take the coaching job of a division a rival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, rival is <laughs> strong. You <laughs> strong. This is rival Cali, is very, baby. very <laughs> strong. Very, very. Uh, strong. What about the what about the Lakers side of this? Uh, Phil Jackson hired Derek Fisher. Uh, Kurt Rambis and Jeff Hornacek to run the Knicks. Do you think you want him, uh, you know, kind of influencing the Lakers on this decision? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Is but it a ploy? He, he, Hold on. Let's put our conspiracy hats on. Is it a he, ploy to get LeBron? No, to he, here's my thing. The Lakers need to leave behind all the legacy stuff. They need to, they need to stop thinking that just because you helped that franchise many years ago that you should be in a position of major influence now 
Like j- just, I mean, they got a whole fucking TV channel that just, just centers they, around just go find shits of just, Lakers. Uh, just uh, go Lakers find smart people who actually work in the business day to day and put all that time into actually doing it now versus some guy mm-hmm. who's been out of the league for a while. You sir are a hater of tradition. You sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Bosses, it's fine when the it's Celtics fine. do it, but not when anybody it's else. It's fine does. when it's Danny Ainge running the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's let's bring Leon Powell back into the mix. Oh, whoa, whoa. oh, Tech, man, oh that was a Phil Jackson minute. line. He called him Powell during the finals, just to tweak him a little bit. I like Town that. Town B is by the way, yada yada me, Oakland Tech. Dylan Brooks better watch out for Leon Poe <laughs> when he comes in these streets. Oh, true. Then he will be Leon Powell. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, – but here's the thing. It, it doesn't matter who coaches that team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Because unless that roster is changed in a major, major way, and I don't see the path to it, then whoever that next dude is is just going to have a whole lot of headaches. That dude is going to have a whole lot of Advil and – and a whole lot of losses. I want Mark Maybe Jackson in LA. Come on. Oh, that's a good like that idea. The content machine that would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jay also, wants that too, uh, by the way. Right, he <laughs> yeah, <loved>. he does. <laughs> Maybe they should hire a physical therapist before they hire a uh, a coach just to get Anthony Davis back on the on the court. Maybe that's more important than uh, than any coaching decision they might make with LeBron running the team anyway. All right, that's gonna do it. Also, big basketball brain. Wanted to trade for Russell Westbrook. No big deal. That's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. we got Warriors Plus Minus. Anything is potable. Down to dunk. Of course, we got no dunks. we got glue guys. Sixers beat. Forum club. Game notes. Michelle Beatles podcast. What did I miss? And you get all the best content of the playoffs from the internet right there on the Athletic. So make sure you subscribe. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time. Adios.